So I got some pretty good news between this episode and the previous episode. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> I think we could just start the music now. <laughs> My name is Heidi, and I have a book coming out. <laughs> and I'm Rory, and I am single-handedly trying to change my AP with teachers. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about them for the AP Spoilers ahead. I just realized, I don't remember when we decided we would say spoilers ahead in unison, but it's been like this for a while. I th- Forever. I think that we didn't decide it. I think that one of us did it and it was just like, <laughs> oh, I that. guess that's what we do. It's like roll credits. Yeah, exactly. Which was supposed to be a one-off. <laughs> and we're way too deep in to stop going, roll credits. Music stop. <laughs> no music, don't go. No, 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 we're no, not no, 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 no. I like how you said it as though like someone other than us does the editing, like as though our oh, our editor's gonna have to check it. It just automatically happens. The music I he- I just hear it in my head. Bam, bam, roll credits. Bam, 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 And then I hear the music in my head. And oh, like, same, no, same. Stop. Music, no. Music, no. Not music, go. <laughs> music, no. Musicking. <laughs> Hey, so you wanna you wanna you wanna start the first segment? Yeah, but first, small disclaimer: I have a bit of a cold, so I sound slightly weird, and if I sniffle, that is why. Eh. Just so you know, just for a disclaimer. Yeah, our spoilers ahead, people. They've heard us both sick before. Yeah, and we're back. Y'all are lucky you're getting an episode. Just kidding. We love making this. Also, it's not a severe cold. No. I want to give an, a second disclaimer. Yes. Not about your cold. But mm-hmm. like when we pick books for this podcast and books specifically, I think because the movies, it's more obvious. Like we pick things that we genuinely enjoyed reading. Yeah. And some of our choices, it's like, really? They liked it? Yeah, we liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was fun. I had a fun time. We had a great time. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because we are, we are doing a play... And mm-hmm. it's by someone who is both, like, universally loved and everybody also thinks is, like, oh, so fancy. But really isn't. William Shakespeare is not fancy. No. William Shakespeare just knows how to make a dick joke without using the word dick. Yeah. That's it. it. Excellently. Which Shakespeare are we doing? Twelfth Night. Yes! Yeah. Y'all thought we were doing a tragedy. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I just want to get this out there. Twelfth Night is trash. Yeah. It's great. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, I love Twelfth Night. Like, it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite um, comedy. But it's also, like, from a plot perspective, garbage. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but so much fun. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's a satire of a play that doesn't exist. Uh (laughs) And it's so good. Yeah. I mean... He wrote to, um, he wrote to entertain people. Yeah, and that's what it does, and that's what his work does. And like, say all you want about William Shakespeare, but like half of all the story plot, like storylines and story plots in the world, derive from his stories. So like, totally, he's he's well known for a reason. Absolutely, and like. Part of the reason he keeps getting taught is because, as it turns out, once you kind of figure out the cadence of how to say it and, like, kind of read it and understand what's happening, it's so freaking funny. Yeah. Like, hilarious. Yeah, it's a great way to teach 
um that under like once you understand a story and understand a way a person's way of writing like you kind of you can enjoy it better yeah like most people don't think they'll enjoy Shakespeare because like oh it's gonna be boring because like that like he uses old English but like no it's gonna be fun once you learn how to understand it yeah which is a good good that they teach his stories instead of boring yeah boring old English because at least you enjoy the end product it's true also side note for any pedants out there it's not technically old English it's well yeah modern but English but yes people say it's old English yeah. as though you know Beowulf isn't out there yeah scalding <laughs> <laughs> you want yeah. some old English yeah they have different letters yeah like this isn't old English no this is modern English and also we owe a lot of our contemporary English to Mr. Shakespeare. Yes. He's so good at his job. Mm-hmm. And also from like a play perspective, you just got to give the man props. Like he was not writing for books. He was writing yeah. for the stage. He was writing for stage and he was writing for people that have like a good time. Like, oh, what are they like? Mm-hmm. Oh, these people. It, it's funny. It's funny. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be interesting. It's not supposed to be like super deep and like. I mean, yeah. some of his sh- shows end up being, but, like, it's yeah. not supposed to be super... Stuffy. Um, yeah. Like, it can be deep. Like, mm-hmm. Othello is deep. And yeah. in some ways, Romeo and Juliet is, too. I'm citing ones that people would know. Yeah. Hamlet, Macbeth. Like, the tragedies yeah. tend to be deep, but the comedies aren't pretending to be anything yeah. but comedies. And, like, there's cool stuff in there. Yay. But, you know, they're supposed to be fun. The other thing is that, like, you'll look at how long someone is off stage for, and it's like... That's the bathroom break. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, hey, where's Viola? She's been off the page for a little while. And it's like, this gives her time to change. Yep. Use the bathroom. Whatever. Drink some water. <laughs> you know. I was going to say change mic pack, but that's not Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess modern. Yeah, modern, modern performances. Shows, they would change mic pack. You know, Although change. I don't think she would change. Uh, she probably unless it was like a battery problem, but yeah, I mean, th- you but would need time off stage. Time. Yeah, yeah, she well, yeah, Viola's on most of the time, yeah. which I do love. I'm trying to think. This is definitely one of the ones that like the female lead is on stage way more than the yeah. male leads. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, I understand that Shakespeare had an all male cast. Yes, irrelevant. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> I also understand that she was. A man during most of that time, but irrelevant. irrelevant. Moving on. <laughs> I want to just read the first line because it's it's oh my God. it's so good. <laughs> Not the whole yeah. opening monologue uh, from Duke Orsino, but just the first sentence. Mm-hmm. If music be the food of love, play on. Give me excess of it that surfeiting the appetite may sicken and so die. Like this oh. drama, Duke. I know. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> drama everybody's so dramatic oh wow all the men in these shows are so dramatic that i'm like okay well i mean viola and what should i do in illyria my brother he is in elysium like (laughs) just because i'm sad doesn't mean i'm not punny yep (laughs) also i have this problem where every time i read sebastian like i think of the crab from a little mermaid of course and like <laughs> it eventually breaks but like every right. time i reread this play it's like sebastian what are you doing here you don't like the shore no 
So real quick, I want to summarize the plot of Twelfth Night because mm-hmm. it's not as like common to yeah. be assigned. Yeah. Okay, so there's a shipwreck and the twins, Viola and Sebastian, are separated from each other because the shipwreck's real bad. Like yes. their ship gets torn apart and both of them, without the other knowing, gets rescued. Mm-hmm. Viola gets to shore first and she... Uh, disguises herself as a man because she knows that it's not a good idea to be a single woman washing up on shore. Yes. Doesn't turn out well for you. So <laughs> she disguises herself as a man and goes to work for Duke Orsino, who is in love with Olivia. Viola, who is now going by Cicero, immediately falls in love with Duke Orsino. Yeah. Duke Orsino, who has hired Cicero, secretly Viola, uh-huh. to go woo Olivia for him, <laughs> uh, does... To her great discomfort. Unfortunately, Cicero's dis- disguise works and Olivia falls in love with Cicero. Meanwhile, <laughs> Olivia's trashy uncle is trying to mess with her stuck-up steward. Yep. Meanwhile. That's B-plot. <laughs> yeah, there, there's the B-plot. Meanwhile, Sebastian, the twin, washes ashore with his new gay friend and they <laughs> wander about the town. Yep. Because the... Uncle wants to also mess with Cicero because he's like, hey, and we like messing with everybody. Yeah. Challenges Cicero to a duel with his friend Sue Andrew. And uh, Cicero, Viola, mm-hmm. is like, uh, no, I don't know how to sword fight. And yeah. so gets out of the situation. Also is trying to fend off Olivia's affections and yep. trying to hide the fact that she's in love with Arisino. But then when Sebastian shows up, oh. <laughs> Olivia is like, Cicero, marry me. And he is instantly smitten and is like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, All righty. Like, he doesn't even notice that, like, she calls him by the wrong name. Yeah. Like, nothing. He's just, he's got to get that good, <laughs> yeah. good, you know, good duchess good attention. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that good, he's looking for the D. And by D, I mean dowry. <laughs> That's why Antonio didn't get anywhere with him. He's like, (laughs) Antonio's like, I love you. And Sebastian's like, we're such good friends. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Sir Andrew runs into Sebastian, who he thinks is Cicero. And Sebastian just takes him to church with his sword fighting. Yeah. And meanwhile, Olivia runs into Cicero Viola and is like, where were you, husband? And Arisino's like, husband? Husband? (laughs) And Viola's like, I didn't marry you. I can guarantee you I didn't marry you. <laughs> I can promise. I and then not. in walks Cicero too, who is in fact Sebastian. Hey. And everyone's like, the crap and Antonio's been arrested. And he's like, he's like, Cicero, Sebastian didn't stand up for me. And Viola's like, Sebastian, who's Sebastian? Sebastian whom? Sebastian whom? And then they figure out that there's two of them. The twins are reunited, finding out each other's alive. Yeah. And Olivia's like, yeah, I'll take the one with an action working dick um <laughs> and orsino's like did you mean it when you said you loved me as cicero and she's like i meant it when i said that i would never love a woman the way that i, I love, love you. you and he's like i'm gonna marry this one instead once you have changed your clothes <laughs> after you've changed your clothes i will continue to call you cicero until you wear a dress yeah go go w- didn't you say your friend hid your dress go go get it and it's go just get it. There's a lot of, like, this play is full of a lot of, like, two guys sitting in a garden, two swords apart because they're not gay. (laughs) And then Antonio's over here like, I love you. (laughs) I love you. Also, Sir Sir Andrew Eggface, like, Uh okay, so fever and egg is the old word. Here's the great thing. Fever and egg, like, 
A U G U E. Yeah. That is the old timey term for malaria. So Got calling it. him egg face is like yellow face. Yep. Like they're calling him like <laughs> like diarrhea boy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Sir Andrew's an idiot. He's <laughs> Like, Sir Toby so Belch, stupid. also stupid. This is the play that, like, it feels like somebody said that Midsummer Night's Dream was too stuffy, and Shakespeare is just like, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Okay, so we have the uncle, Sir Toby Belch, who's drunk. <laughs> we have Sir Andrew Eggface. Uh, what else can we have? Our two main female characters are named Olivia and Viola. <laughs> Might as well. And then Maria. And then just Maria. a treat. <laughs> okay, so Maria didn't mention Maria, but basically Maria just orchestrates all of Toby Belch's pranks, who's the yeah. uncle. Like, the uncle's because all like, the uncle's like, oh, what if we do this and this and this? And Maria's like, okay, I can do that. Maria's like, I can I got make this. that happen. Doesn't she end up marrying the uncle just because he's like, I think he kept trying to marry her, and then she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like, he's like, okay. I love you because you're mean and spiteful, and she's, she's like, like, great. N- what do I get out of this? Yeah. I always knew I was mean and spiteful. And Malvolio is, uh, oh if you've seen Beauty and the Beast, he's like Cogsworth, and everyone's <laughs> just being mean to him. Like, Malvolio's not... He gets a bad rap. Although he is kind of annoying. Oh, he's annoying. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but so is Cogsworth. So is That's every, true. like, every stuffy butler, except yeah. for Alfred Pennyworth, because he's a spy, yeah. is stuffy and annoying. Yeah. And it's just like... He gets he gets what's coming to him, yeah. She get uh, he gets a letter Maria writes pretending to be Olivia, mm-hmm. saying that Olivia is in love with him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my stars!" <laughs> and so um, he kind of like does what it says. If you've ever watched The Office, mm-hmm. when Jim, uh, when Andy is into Pam, and Jim gives him all this fake advice <laughs> about how to woo Pam, and then he does it. Um, like that. <laughs> it's basically that, except with tights and um, smiling. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he's like, oh, you said you loved me. And she's like, what? <laughs> and he like eventually is like, here's the letter with all your instructions that I followed to a T. I know that I'm, I know that I'm not a great cook, but I'm great at following directions. Yeah. And she's like. I can see where you made your mistake, but this is definitely Maria's handwriting. Yeah. And Maria's just like, I guess I'm gonna exit. <laughs> Oops, exit. <laughs> just gonna make my exit. Don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, so that's Twelfth Night. And mm-hmm. if it sounds like, wow, that plot is garbage. <laughs> it's garbage, but it's so fun. It's great. And like from a vid- visual comedy aspect, like it's hilarious. Yeah. Because you've got everybody in love with the wrong person. Yeah. And like, I want to marry the Duke, but I can't because I'm wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen She's the Man, it's literally that because yeah. it was based off of this. Yeah. Even the names. They didn't try hard to disguise that. No, we did. That's why we're not doing She's the Man is because it's yeah. literally, literally this. this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's Twelfth Night. Let's read some quotes. Yeah. Oh. This is um, Maria saying this about uh, Andrew before he makes his first entrance because Sir Toby Belch is talking about having him come. And Maria says, He hath indeed almost natural, for besides that he's a fool, he's a great quarreler. 
and but that he hath the gift of a coward to a lie the gust he hath in quarrelling tis thought among the prudent he would quickly have the gift of a grave <laughs> Oof, <laughs> love it it's just if he wasn't such a coward he'd be dead <laughs> yeah like the only reason he's alive is because he's too scared to fight yeah and like that's the whole reason he challenges cicero is he's like yeah. or cesario so, i'm just gonna keep saying cicero it's not gonna yeah. happen and it's just like the whole reason that happens because he's like i bet that one's not a good fighter yeah and toby's like i bet not and viola's like yeah no yeah no <laughs> I'm, I'm good peace man <laughs> i'm all about damn peace i do want to bring up one thing and it's a this play has a lot of like star references, like "Oh Mercury, help us!" by Jove, yeah, like star-crossed type of imagery. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that it was thought that on the twelfth night, I think of Christmas, it's like everything changes. <laughs> so the name is like, whoops, whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this idea that everything's governed by the stars, but also the stars don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the um, the gods might be must be crazy. Yeah, which is a great. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. The rudeness. Uh, this is Viola talking to Olivia, who at this point, Olivia is smitten. Yep. And Viola has figured it <laughs> out because Viola is not an idiot. Yes. The rudeness that hath appeared in me have I learned from my entertainment. What I am and what I would are secret as maidenhead to your ears, divinity, to any other's profanation. Like, I can't tell you that I have a maiden head. (laughs) (laughs) So I got this problem with you wanting to marry me. Namely, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Namely, no. Um, Absolutely not. This one is the fool. He says, anything that's mended is but patched. Virtue that (sighs) transgresses... Is but patched with sin, and sin that amends is but patched with virtue. I do love the clown. And I like that. Okay, him. also, I love that the clown in this play, everyone's like, hey, he's so good at his job. Yeah. Like, the fool. And I mean, that's always how it is, yeah. but th- this one's much more explicit. Like, yeah. for modern readers to be like, yeah, the fool is, the fool in Shakespeare plays is the person who's hired by a royal person or by a noble with money to be like, bro roast me <laughs> like yeah just roast, roast me, me all day roasted yeah <laughs> boom roasted every single day yeah oh my gosh olivia at the beginning of the play the whole reason she's not with orsino is that she's like my brother died uh-huh. and therefore i'm gonna be sad and a virgin yeah which is great because like of the whole Viola Sebastian, both thinking that the yeah. other is dead the whole play. Like, what a wonderful tie in Shakespeare's genius. Yeah. But also, freaking, as soon as Viola leaves the first yeah. time, even so quickly, may one catch the plague? <laughs> Methinks I feel this youth's perfections with an invisible and sub- subtle stealth to creep in at mine eyes. Will let it be. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I guess you don't miss your brother that, that much. <laughs> immediately smitten oh my gosh okay so antonio's all of antonio's lines i just oh so much (laughs) okay so it sounds like the way that antonio's talking like they're horatio and hamlet like best friends right Mm -hmm. and then you realize that like sebastian is just now telling him his real name yeah and you're like oh antonio's a real gay (laughs) (laughs) like oh good antonio forgive me for your forgive me your trouble like as in Thank you for rescuing me. And Antonio, yeah. 
If you will not murder me for my love, let me be your servant. <laughs> Antonio, calm down. The gentleness of all the gods go with thee. I have many enemies in Orsino's court, else I would very shortly see thee there. But come what may, I do adore thee so that danger shall, sh- shall seem sport and I will go. You're just like... Rolls eyes. <laughs> Rolls eyes. Like, oh man, Antonio... Honey. <laughs> oh, bub. Buddy, he's not... Sebastian's got a type, which is really anyone but you. Yep. I love the conversation between um, Viola and Duke. Mm. And Mm -hmm. the Duke. That's just like... Why, Cesario, um, have you ever loved someone? And they're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Well, what did you do about it? Couldn't tell her for reasons <laughs> i just thought about it a lot yeah <laughs> oh i love that i think i have a quote oh from yeah that she area. talks about it's like a friend it's the beginning of like a friend of mine was super in love with this guy that she couldn't tell him <laughs> and well what did she do about it um she thought about it a lot um <laughs> yeah and what's her history a blank, my lord. And it's just like, and the Duke is over here like, men are, men fall in love better than women. And Cicero Viola's like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what now? <coughs> Would you Beach, like, please. Say, say, say that again, but this time to my real face. Yeah. I'm going to go put on a dress and let you say that again. <laughs> but um, this is like one of my favorite actual lines, like a good power line. Uh-huh. Was not this love indeed? We men may say more, swear more, but indeed our shows are more than will. For still we prove much in our vows, but little in our love. Also, this is the play that the <laughs> phrase, some were born great, some achieve greatness, and some uh-huh. have greatness oh thrust upon them. And it's like, I read it and I'm like, mm. and it's literally, it's in the letter to Malvolio. It's in the letter like, to Malvolio. It's a joke. It's a parade. Okay. And also like the greatness that they're talking about. This is what yeah. I was talking about with the stars thing. It's like. Like, the greatness as in some people are born under good constellations yeah. and some people have good constellations thrust upon them. Yeah. And it's like, bitch, like, this I don't make any sense. But they- <laughs> <laughs> I was born a Capricorn. My mother was born in Aries. You but decide. Le- <laughs> but at least I'm a Pisces rising. <laughs> I become more Pisces every day. Uh, yeah, it's no. just like... Oh, honey. And all these people thinking that's a good quote. And I'm just like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, this is just a good exchange. Uh, Sir Toby Belch. He shall think by the letters that thou wilt drop, that they come from my niece, and that she's in love with him. Maria. My purpose indeed is a horse of that color. Sir Andrew. And your horse now would make him an ass. Ugh. Also, apparently, yeah, for no freaking reason, this is the, like, explicit spoilers ahead that isn't a Gaddis episode. Whatever. Yeah. I don't... I didn't mean to, but I just... I can't help but say, bitch, please. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, Oh, th- I found it. I found it. I found it. If this fall into thy hand, revolve. In my mm-hmm. stars I am above thee, but be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And some have greatness thrust upon them. And it's just like, so according to Maria's letter, Olivia's a top. 
<laughs> yeah. And according to Malvolio's reaction, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, this is one from Olivia. From actual Olivia, not fake Maria Olivia. Um, to be generous, guiltless, and of free disposition is to take those things for bird bolts that you deem cannon bullets. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Oof. As to Malvolio. This is also like the moment where it's like, is this going to go all Othello on us? And then it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, the Duke, I'll sacrifice the lamb that I do love to spite a raven's heart within a dove. Uh-huh. Viola rescuing the scene. And I most jocund, apt and willingly, to do you rest a thousand deaths would die. You're just like, bitch what? <laughs> uh-huh. Olivia, where goes Cesario? After him I love more than, I love these eyes more than my life, more than by all mores that e'er I shall love wife. If I do feign you, you witnesses above, punish my life for tainting of my love. And Olivia's like, you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Olivia's like, is Cesario gay? <laughs> and then Antonio's like, he's gay? Because <laughs> he thinks it's Sebastian. Sebastian. This is why, okay, this play is just like, all of these people need to go to the beach. <laughs> so many problems would be solved if people were in their swimsuits. Nobody needs to get naked, but we do need a little bit of explanation here yeah. from uh, everyone except for Sir Andrew, who can shut up and sit down. Yes, please stay fully clothed, Andrew. I beg of you. I'm sorry I said, sister. I'm not going to edit it out, though. Y'all, I'm not apologizing to you, Roy. I'm apologizing to anyone who listens to this and think, isn't it Cesario? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Antonio, my dear Antonio, how the hours racked and tortured me since I have lost thee. Sebastian, are you? Fearst thou that, Antonio? How have you made division of yourself? <laughs> and Olivia's just like, I know, I love that they're yay! like, wait, how are you two people? And Olivia's like, yay, I figured it out. <laughs> There's two of them. <laughs> and I married the boy one. I did it. Yay. <laughs> oh, these dum-dums. We're all confused, but it's all going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Let's go to the beach, figure it out. We'll figure it out. Let's call for a doctor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know. This is one of our more tangential connections. But uh, speaking of things that are trash and also great, I want you to picture this. It's a movie. Stars Julie Andrews. Anne Hathaway. I've decided we're doing both. Uh-huh. Chris Pine, oh. Heather Matarazzo, and some other people. That's right, friends. The Princess Diaries. And The Princess Diaries too. Royal Engagement. <laughs> because let's just get one thing straight. It's so bad good. I keep forgetting how hot Chris Pine is. Oh my gosh, Chris <laughs> And then I Pine. see him in something and I'm like, oh wait. <laughs> Chris wow. Pine is just... Okay, Chris Pine sold what William Shatner was trying to sell <laughs> when he played Captain Kirk. Yeah. Like, I believe Chris Pine's Kirk. Yeah. Also, Princess Diaries the First. 
excellent and like people get all mad at lily moskovitz and like how she treats princess mia as she's transforming into princess mia that is how 15 year olds act yeah like people i can attest (laughs) people get petty people get jealous like princess mia didn't show up to record the radio program that she promised she would be there for like yeah like it means a lot to her And, like, that's something that is hard when you're younger and, like, is important to get down that, like, the things that are important to the people that are important to you might not feel important to you. Like, the thing itself. And, like, you have to kind of pass it through how important that person is. Right. And be like, this thing that is dumb really matters to this person I care about. So I need to put effort into this. Yeah. Not because I care. Yeah. (laughs) Because I care about them. But not because I care about the show Shut Up and Listen. Yeah. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm so happy the actress actually has, I think it's a podcast called Shut Up and Listen. And I'm just like, like Heather Heather (laughs) and Robert Downey Jr. just are never gonna break character. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I have become that which I played. Yep. Yeah. Princess Diaries is very good. It's also real uh, teenager. Yeah. And very fun. A 16-year-old finds out that she's the heiress to a small country. Yeah. Uh, she's very shy and awkward and doesn't have her uh, personal styling together. I love Princess Mia. I love Princess Mia. I also love that, like, in a weird way, Princess Diaries is kind of nostalgic. Uh-huh. Because in the YouTube and Instagram influencer era, there is no way that Princess Mia would not have herself slightly more together because she's clearly unhappy with the way that she looks yeah like her first scene she's like well this is as good as it's gonna get get. it's like oof like and it's very weird to look at movies like that and but i mean they really did tackle like tabloid stuff first movie yeah and both movies have a huge tabloid subplot oh yeah i can't remember the name but um the person she's engaged to in the second one, it's mm-hmm. like the whole tabloid keeping up appearances swirl around that situation. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Also, I love him. He's so sweet. He's not so for her. No, but no. I love him. Yeah. As like a best friend. <laughs> I, I friendship them. Yeah. Well, and that's perfect. Yeah. Like that's, that's what they're meant to be. And just the idea that Princess Mia, who grew up in America is willing to have an arranged marriage is like yeah princess mia loves genovia guys so much so much and i understand like oh andrew jacoby that's his name i had to look it up got it got it but yeah andrew's andrew jacoby andrew's so great this andrew not sir andrew although i think he is a sir Uh but he's great and i love it i also love chris pine yes there's that beautiful scene with john rise davies as well where Gimli is yelling at Captain Kirk, and then uh, Catwoman steps on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. While Mary Poppins looks on in disgust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's excellent. I mean, explain to me one bad thing about this movie that doesn't boil down to, oh, so you just don't like it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just not your scene. And also, like... Which is fine, but, yeah. like, not. Yeah, and Princess Diaries 1, to be clear, is is the superior film, uh-huh. but gosh, they're both delightful. They're so great. It's such a fun time. Yeah, they're really, really good. Okay, I have a line, which I rarely do for movies. Go for it. But it, I 
like when he said it, I watched it for the first time, not that long ago, like maybe last year. Mm-hmm. Because I'm discreet. Yeah. Um, Joe. Gotta love Joe. Joe says, if you hurt my girl, you will answer directly to me. And whatever crimes I commit against you, remember, I have diplomatic immunity in 46 countries, including Puerto Rico. And Viscount Mabry says, sir, you will find that the word fear is not in my vocabulary. Joe says, perhaps, but it's in your eyes. <laughs> um, the I'm sorry pizza with M&Ms on it. From the first movie, just a good yeah. gesture. Princess Mia and her ability to make on-the-fly speeches and no ability to prepare a good speech. Yeah. That is so realistic. It's like, her executive function will not allow her to get this ready, but, like, if she has to do it right this second, we're good. Yeah. Which is, I mean, relatable. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Oh. I love most characters. Like, I love all the lovable characters. All the characters that are good and supposed to be lovable. Mm-hmm. Which I don't always do. I Yeah, yeah. Like, all the characters are charming. Yeah. Yeah. And even the bad guys, I'm like, okay, but I'm I'm charmed in the sense that you feel like a villain. Yeah. I c- in the sense that, like, you're doing your job correctly. Yeah. I feel it. You're the I villain, so I, I vibe with that. Also, yeah. I love in the second one, um, the list of possible husbands and they include prince william back when he was hot and it's like yeah. i just like to look at him yeah and like every time i watch that movie everyone in the room is just like yeah yeah <laughs> we just like to look at him back when he had hair <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> to make my job is to protect the crown to make sure no harm comes to the crown. To step in when someone toys with the crown's emotions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I love Joe so much. I love Joe, and oh. Joe in the first movie just over here quoting Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, I mean Joe really is the best head of security, and I feel like the first movie kind of made it seem like Joe might be a secret bad guy. Like they kind of set that up, and it's just like yeah. no, Joe's just. Got resting bitch face. Yeah, I know. I love that. That Joe's just like, oh no, he's just like not super sociable. Yeah, he's just unsociable. He's just a security guard. Yeah, he he's the head of. Se- he's not just a security well, guard. Yeah, he's, he's the, the head, head of security. security. And I'm not sure you know what his job entails. His <laughs> no, job is to protect, protect the, the crown, crown, make sure that no harm comes, comes to the crown, crown to step in, in when someone toys, toys with, with the, the crown's, crown's emotions. emotions. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, also, they really did good work establishing an entire movie before they were going to use it the queen clarice and joe b track yeah like they just didn't utilize they it didn't at all but it was there from the beginning you're yeah. just like well okay i like that they didn't rush that, that they didn't make it like that they let it boil mm-hmm. well and that they made it like a, a silver romance mm-hmm. so it's not like oh they're gonna rush into this yeah obviously not the only time they're going to get involved with each other is when Cle- Queen Clarice is stepping down yeah. from the throne. Like, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Also, this is a quote from Andrew Jackby, which I love that this is a movie that we've chosen to quote. Yeah. Lines. Like, <laughs> we're like, we're quoting lines from the Princess Diaries and not just the Princess Diaries, specifically two. two? I mean, there is the greatest <laughs> meme of all time, which came from the princess diaries too i'm gonna explain in the first movie there's a wonderful scene in which the hairstylist has to deal with princess mia's like horrible horrible 
hair that's just like clearly she's given up yeah like mia the person but now that she's princess mia she needs to have good hair and in this case it means straightened yeah it was the early 2000s natural hair is beautiful moving on yeah so he does her hair and it's like i took her from this and this and the two blondes and made her into a princess and it's like this big reveal with anne hathaway's perfect straight hair that's Uh beautiful second movie and gave her a bridal look. I look like a moose. <laughs> yes, but like a very pretty moose. Make all the boy mooses go, wah. <laughs> and it's just walking around like, I'm a moose. <laughs> all right. You have a quote from Andrew? Oh, yeah. Andrew Jacoby, when um, they're talking about the arranged marriage, he's very gentlemanly about it. You chose me and I accepted. And a gentleman never backs off on his word. We are going to stand up in church and say, I do. And tomorrow we'll be man and wife. And you are going to make an amazing queen of Genovia. I love him. I love him. Well, and in context, like, Andrew's worried that she might have cheated on him. Yeah. And and she's like, that's not what happened. And he's like, she thinks that he's going to dump her because uh, he suspect she may have cheated she didn't but yeah he suspects and he's like no i'm a gentleman yeah you chose me off of your powerpoint <laughs> yeah off of your <laughs> your uh, microsoft powerpoint mm-hmm. yeah no it's just he's very cute about it and he's like yeah i just love him because they made him I love that they made him, like, an actual good person and, like, nice and lovely and gentlemanly as mm-hmm. opposed to what they could have done, which make, like, yeah. make the arranged marriage person super horrible and annoying mm-hmm. and awful. And, like, the fact is that she's just not in love with him. Yeah. And I, I think, and not even necessarily attracted to him. Yeah. Like, she picks him because it's like, we could hang. Yeah. Like, we could, I like could hang I could with this person. could be best friends with this guy. Yeah. And I, it feels like they s- remain friends afterwards. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe. Also, he, doesn't he, like, end up with a maid or something? Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah he definitely, en- he ends up with someone else. Yeah, I, I can't, can't remember, remember who it is. But. but the thing is, and I think this is a lot more compelling, like, the first one was very, like, normal life versus royal life and like that's a big extreme difference yeah i think the reason the second one has always felt a little bit more compelling to me is because she's making either a really good sacrificial choice Uh or a really great sacrificial choice yeah like it's either i'm gonna marry someone who would be fine and i'll be queen and like doing the sacrifice play or she's risking the crown so that she can stay true to herself so they're both really good and really compelling choices like I love a movie when, if you make a pros and cons list, there isn't a clear-cut winner. Yeah. Like, I love plots like that where there isn't, like, a, oh, but this is the right thing to do. Like, oh, but this person's clearly just not doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, no. Both choices would be right in some aspect. And um, they just made the better choice for them. And, they like, they're just trying. Everybody's trying. Everybody's <laughs> trying so Every- hard. <laughs> Princess Mia's trying. Slash Queen Mia is trying. <laughs> Queen Clarice. Goodbye, trolley people. <laughs> I very much appreciate uh, two things from the first one. Just two scenes. One, when they accidentally break the car and the Queen of Genovia establishes a new knighthood and knights the trolley driver <laughs> that they crash into because he's in the second movie as a yeah. knight of Genovia. Yeah. Because that's how it works. Yeah. But the other, <laughs> the other 
wonderful thing is just anytime Julie Andrews is on screen with Anne Hathaway, like they're all good. Oh my god, yes. they're all perfect. Uh, sorry, I needed I needed to stall, but I wanted to mention that the other one is when the bullies at school are outed for having like called the press yeah. to make it look like Mia had been partying with this guy. Yeah, and she just smears the ice cream all over the girl's uniform. You're such a freak. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but one day I might grow out of that. But you will always be a jerk. <laughs> and I'm just like, one day I might grow out of that. And she does. I mean, kind of. Oh, yeah. The fountain is. <laughs> the peg leg. <laughs> the vines. The arrow. She's always a freak, but like in a fun, loving way. Like in a clumsy, might not be queen kind of way. Yeah. Like she's adorable. And like, a, but she's still cute, though. Yeah, and also like John Rise Davies is a bad guy is always good because his voice is so pleasant to listen to. Uh-huh. Um, he's a bad guy like Scar and not a bad guy like Ka. And I don't yeah. like bad guys that sound like Winnie the Pooh. And I don't like bad guys mm. that feel like snakes yeah, unless no. it's Ramses, Pharaoh of Egypt. That's true. He's the. There's always an exception. He also yes. wears no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Pine is too hot for his own good. Since we did a Shakespeare play, and we're talking about the Princess Diaries, I do want to say the thing I want more than anything else out of my life. Um, I want the cast, the assembled cast of Princess Diaries uh, 1 and 2, whoever we need, to do Macbeth. And I want yep. Chris Pine to play Macbeth, and Anne Hathaway to play Lady Macbeth, yep. and everyone else just falls into place. Yeah. Except for... Duncan, who I'd really rather be Julie Andrews, because, oh my gosh, the idea of someone saying, we should murder Julie Andrews. <laughs> like, just, it's funny because it's never going to happen. No. Like, ever. we should murder Julie Andrews. What? I'm sorry, I'm going to need you to say that again, but slower and like it's less insane. Yeah. Nope. I thought if I said it again, it would normalize it. It's just weird. It's just yeah, weird. Yeah. So, and like, I think Anne Hathaway would make a great Lady Macbeth, and this is why I'm willing to die on this hill. Yep. Um, one, we've seen her play tough characters before. She did a great job as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I don't love The Dark Knight Rises, but I do love her performance in it. Right. A, she played Fontaine. She's got the emotional range. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the big thing for me, is that Lady Macbeth is not interesting if it feels like she has always been that bitch. Right. Like, Lady Macbeth is way less interesting to me if it feels like she's always been that. But mm-hmm. if it feels like Macbeth is like, you'll never guess what happened today. And she's like, kind of swallowed up in the fantasy of it. Yeah. And just kind of goes crazy with the idea of being queen and all mm-hmm. of that. Like, that's so much more interesting than, oh, she's always been a little salty. Yeah. Like, it's just boring. And yeah. so a lot of other actresses like uh, Charlize Theron, who it's like, oh, she could obviously play Lady Macbeth. It's like, right. okay, but I want to see that spiral into madness. I want to see the spiral yeah. get tighter. I want to see that widening guy. Or I want things to fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I want things to go downhill. So, yeah, that's my theory. I want to, I want the cast of Princess Diaries to uh, to be in the Scottish play, yeah. you know, so that we can have Chris Pine be like, I'm going to be king. Shut up! <laughs> In Scotland, shut up doesn't always mean shut up. Sometimes it means golly. Golly. Gee whiz. <laughs> yeah. One more point I would like to add about Princess Diaries mm-hmm. is for some reason, while I was in Portland, Oregon, um, about a year ago, Ooh. I 
like I was there for roughly two nights. Yeah, two nights. Um, and both nights, I watched a Princess Diaries movie. Oh, don't know why, but that was the mood. <laughs> it's a good mood. I mean. Yeah, there's nobody with bigger chaos energy than Princess Mia. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in a situation where it's like, it's different, you just need to watch something that's feel good and everything turns out okay for someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Princess Diaries really hits the spot <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's a jam. Yeah, Princess Diaries and The Mummy, oddly enough, have the same energy because it's just yeah. someone with huge chaos energy stumbling through the plot. <laughs> and, and you're like, just like, oh. So if they can do it, I mean, I should be okay. Any hoozle. You want to talk about some music? Yeah. All right. We've done an album by this band. Singular. Yes. Album singular. <laughs> Heidi, album singular. But as it turns out, we're going to do album plural. Oh. Because in the same way that Princess Diaries is trash, but it's good. And Twelfth Night is trash, but it's good. Uh-huh. And both of them, like have content underneath the kind of bubblegum aspect and also like you know princess mia being a warrior for social justice and you're just like genovia needs to get in the 21st century yeah passion pit their first album their first full length manners Mm -hmm. which is like peak bubblegum depression yep it's callback hey quite a while ago actually oh yeah, yeah. way deep. like second episode <laughs> yeah but uh yeah passion pit is just excellent this was this was definitely the first album i heard from them mm-hmm. um and i love that their early stuff it's like kind of hard to understand all the words yeah. which is good because they're all sad yeah but like such bubbly bubbly tone yeah no it's a fun time do you have a favorite from this album sleepyhead yeah well I mean, actually, the Sleepyhead stripped down version is probably my favorite favorite mm-hmm. from this album. Um, the Sleepyhead's really, really good, but it feels like a single. Yeah. Lo- like, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Folds in Your Hands is my favorite that's, like, not... <laughs> my mm-hmm. favorite that isn't the single from the album. Right. Yeah, I really like Moth Swings. Ooh, that one's good. Mm-hmm. As, like, as well as the stripped down version, I like both. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. These are the lyrics to Swimming in the Flood because they're so sad. My eyes have once again been proven wrong. Your clouds, your blanket, and my pity song hover on your front lawn, carry on until it's gone. What can I do? The river's overrun. Ooh. We're swimming in a flood, you know. I thought I felt your touch, but the water's rising up. Then I lie naked in a rampage in the flesh, face to face with the onset. I forget everything that's ever made me rise again. Now slowly leave my memory. What can I do? The river's overrun. I love Passion Pit so much. See, it sounds so sad when you say it, but then you play it and it's like... Yeah. We're swimming in the flood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's like electronica-ish. It's, yeah. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. It's like Passion Pit was like, we want to be a screamo band, but we want to make money. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Folds in your hands. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm fine. I'll be fine until the morning comes. Then unmask me in the blistering sun. Oh, let me go. Just let me go. Let me go. Or I'll burst in front of your eyes, then collect myself from the ground. Yep. It's like, 
everything's easy when you never have to choose with the balance is shifting it refers to you like the sun and the moon i will circle you till you bloom i will crush our love let it burn until i get to you <laughs> and you're like but, well it's like okay passion pitter under oath fun new game <laughs> can you feel your heartbeat erasing passion pitter passion pit or under oath under oath no. <laughs> uh let's see okay we're gonna play that game now for a little oh bit God. i'm not gonna be good at it no i know <laughs> we're not doing like, this i don't listen to much under oath yeah no it's just guessing got it okay. like it's like based on the lyrics do you think that this lyric is by the pop indie tronica band right. passion, passion pit, pit or the screamo band under oath right got it once I had a name to call you, it scraped along the walls like an orthodox saint. Under oath. Passion pit. I can hear it too. That's annoying. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but that could be just your brain tricking you because your brain does that, Rory. Yeah, but I mean, also, I have to I have to pause just for a second so that I can have both pages open so that right. it's less obvious when I'm Googling. Mm -hmm. Give me just a moment. You're good. For this segment of the podcast, I will be branching out away from the album Manners. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that makes it easier, because Manners That's is the true. hardest to understand. That's true. <laughs> I've never lived without his sad and jealous eyes. Passion Pit? Yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was a rush. <laughs> Can't I just crack a window? Can't I just shake it off? Under Oath? Yep. It's from the song, I Don't Feel Very Receptive Today. <laughs> <laughs> someone please turn the lights back on i've been wandering here for days disconnected and in search for new air to breathe in passion pit under oath moving mm -hmm. for the sake of motion mm -hmm. all right last one i'm gonna pick kind of an easier one wouldn't say that <laughs> let the wind sing us our love songs as we sift within your sands i lied it's really hard <laughs> like, well, now I feel dumb. <laughs> no, that one's actually pretty hard. Okay. Um, I will give you one one gimme on both, just to make you feel smart. <laughs> but what's your guess on the on that Say one? Say it again. I like close to the page. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't help That's you. That's what you get. <laughs> Let the wind sing us our love songs as we sift within your sands. Passion pit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I've led us all astray again. Oh, how the plot thickens. All right. To make to make the gimme a gimme, a true gimme, uh, that's that's quote one. Okay. Quote two. Every new year always making me feel as though there's nothing up there. But one day you came out of nowhere. I almost read the line that follows that one, but that would have been <laughs> like, Heidi, I'm not stupid. <laughs> well. <laughs> would you like the line that follows that one? Yes, please. So you're, the first one is, oh, the plot Oh, how the plot thickens. Uh -huh. The second, 1985 was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the second one is fashion fit. <laughs> and the under oath quote, by the way, is from the song, anyone can dig a hole, but it takes a real man to call it home. Because <laughs> they're all such good titles. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's our... Go listen to Passion Pit. <laughs> yeah. It's good. You want to feel sad and happy at the same time? Passion Pit. Bubblegum Depression. It. It's feelings all the way down. We've covered this. It's like Princess Bride. We're like, not Princess Bride. Bride? Sorry, Princess Diaries. I meant Princess Diaries. Okay. I apologize. Um, it's like Princess Diaries and the fact that like, oh, you feel comforted because, you know, getting through it. 
like I always <laughs> listen to Passion yep. Pit on the plane because I'm like, oh, I gotta get through this. Mm-hmm. It's yep. comforting. And 1985 comforting was a good chaos. Year. Mm. Ooh, c- comforting chaos. Yep. Yep. Uh, big chaos energy. <laughs> Passion Pit also has massive chaos oh, energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my just, god. <laughs> Passion Pit is the chaos energy yeah. band where it's just like 1985 was a good year. <laughs> and you're like, huh? y'all weren't alive in 1985. <laughs> How do you know? We just know. And then my partner called to say the pension funds were gone. He made some bad investments and now accounts are overdrawn. I took a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I took a walk. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. Rory, what's yeah. your wreck of the week? My wreck of the week is Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk. Nice. It's a good book, and I hadn't heard of it until I was like, I was looking in our library, and I wanted to read something, and I saw a Chuck Palahniuk section, and it had three books, and I was so upset because he's written way more than three books, and the books were Choke, Fight Club, and um, <coughs> Lullaby. And so I was like, all right, I'll read this one, and I read Lullaby, and it was very good that I'm getting my own copy because it was, I wanted to highlight so much. And by like the fifth picture, I'm like, I'm getting this book. Yeah, I. Because it was like not even halfway through the book, and I'm oh like, man. okay, well. Oh wow, yeah, I uh, I have not read any Chuck Palahniuk besides Fight Club, not for any good reason. Yeah. It just hasn't. Yeah, yeah. So I I actually put that on my list of like things to read. Yeah, but no, I will definitely do that. It's it's really good. It has a lot to do with um. Uh, one like kind of quote is uh. Uh, noiseaholics, focusophobics. Hmm. So like, it kind of yep. talks about how a lot of people, or like, Big Big Brother isn't watching us; they're entertaining us, and they're like feeding us information, and they're feeding us entertainment, and they're feeding us this sound and um confusion and all of that. And it's it's good, and it has like it has a lot of underlying meaning and a lot of like things that the the dude just kind of like thinks and says in general but then like the plot is actually super interesting like in the last 10 pages i was like wait what yeah oh i love a good i love a good good twisty ending no yeah no it's very good it's very interesting there's a lot of times where i'm like wait what oh dang yeah i had to reread a few pages it was good it's very good and a short read Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that very much. Yeah, I think I read it all in like three days, and I'm a slow reader, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is a fast read then. Mm-hmm. Okay. My wreck of the week is Broken Compass by Sleepwave, which is an album. Mm-hmm. And it is actually by one of the two singers in Under Oath. So actually mm-hmm. the, the um, like, this the screamer there's a different word for it that i'm blanking on and i i don't i, got you. I don't good. care yeah. <laughs> like for anyone that thinks i care I, d- I don't yeah um but yeah they're they're very very good and like he had a lot of drug stuff mm-hmm. like problems and for a while under oath was broken up and so uh sleep wave is his band and it's very very different from under oath uh-huh. um and a lot more singing like uh-huh. he's a very good singer um, his name is also Spencer Chamberlain, which is the most rock and roll name you oh, can yeah. have, like the most metal yeah. name. Um, but this metal. is metal. So this is uh, some some lyrics from the song "Broken Compass." Mm-hmm. 
I've become distorted lines from above. I blur in time. Let me fade away. I could drown right here tonight. Breathe it in. I'll be all right. Getting closer now like a wave I washed away. Yep. Yep. It's real good. Yep. So Broken Compass by Sleepwave is very good. It's um, it's a little bit lighter than Erase Me by Under Oath, which is a very old wreck. Yeah. I actually had to check if I'd wrecked it because because of that. But yeah, it's real good. It's It's heavy, but it's amazing and i really dig it there you go digging it that's how you do it you dig it dig it oh 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 dig it dig it oh 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 like we both went different directions with the weirdness that we chose but they were both weird (laughs) roll credits Our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP, It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by Heidi. Both Heidi and I do pre-production by reading, watching, and listening to all of the things. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on iTunes or get in touch with us on Twitter or or slash and Instagram. Our handle is at spoilers underscore ahead underscore. We'd love to hear from you. I love how you actually read the credits and I'm just like, from me! <laughs> I'm like, nah, I don't know where to go. <laughs> if I get lost, I get real lost. <laughs> yeah. You have a It's like, oh, where am I? Oh, I've turned down a one way street in the wrong direction. Oh boy. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Fun. <laughs>